begins the, uh, a new sermon series called A Day in the Life Of. And there'll be a number of different Bible characters that we're going to be exploring over the, nev- the next several weeks and be looking at some of their personalities, some of their personal character traits, and so on. And uh, the message that I prepared for today is to have us take a look at the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is a little bit different than the other personalities that are on the screen in front of you. Uh, the Holy Spirit, of course, is, is God. And so the Holy Spirit is multifaceted. We could spend the whole series focused on the Holy Spirit, delving into the different personality traits and the character traits of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is probably the most neglected aspect of the Trinity. We understand the least. We emphasize the Holy Spirit less than Jesus, less than God. And so uh, we fail to tap in to the amazing power and the resources that we can find in the Holy Spirit. You know, we've tried to capture what the Trinity is for kids and for us as adults. It seems to always fall short. Uh, We think about an egg. You know, you have the three parts, the three main parts of an egg, the shell, the white, and the yolk. If you don't have all three of those things, you don't have an egg. And yet that somehow kind of falls short of trying to explain the Trinity. There are some people who will say, well, it's kind of like the sun. You have the sun would be God. That's the source of all power. The rays coming down to the earth would be Jesus. And then that energy that we feel, that we experience, is the spirit. But again, that kind of, kind of falls short. And then there are people who say, well, it's just like people have different titles. Uh, I was a son to my parents. I'm a father to my children. I'm a grandfather to my grandchildren, an uncle to my nieces and nephews, and so on. But again, that kind of falls short too. So the best that we can really hope to do is capture a glimpse of what the Holy Spirit is all about, to just get a taste And that's what we're going to try to do today. But before we do that, I want to ask you, what do you know about the Holy Spirit? And I'm going to ask you to just call out some character traits, some characteristics, uh, functions of the Holy Spirit. What would be some that you know about? Comforter. I like that one. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Helper. Strength. Guide. He is our guide. Counselor. Paraclete. With us. Spirit with us. Advocate. Protector. Yep. Think of any others? Spirit is love, loving. Well, there are a whole lot more. There are a lot more. And that's why we need to focus on the Spirit. That's why we need to think about the Spirit more. The Spirit can even be a baptismal medium. We are baptized in the Spirit. 
He calls us to ministry. He's a channel of divine revelation. We talked about strength. He empowers us. There's tremendous power as far as the Spirit is concerned. The Spirit fills us, guarantees, guards, helps, that was mentioned, illuminates, indwells, intercedes, produces fruit, provides spiritual character, regenerates, restrains us, convicts us of sin, sanctifies, seals, selects overseers, is a source of fellowship, a source of liberty, source of power, as we said, source of unity, and a source of spiritual gifts, and the Spirit teaches as well. All of those things. And the Spirit even beckons us. Revelation twenty-two seventeen. the Spirit and the bride say, come. That's right. And the one who hears say, come. Let the one who that is thirsty come, and let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. The Spirit beckons us. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for the Spirit. The Spirit beckons us to love feast this afternoon. Just as Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me, the Spirit beckons us to participate in communing with God, communing with him. So, in order to to connect, we're going to do some science today. And if there's some kids that are sitting in the back, if you'd like to come up and sit on the, the front Uh, chairs here. That would be great. You'll get a better view. I'm going to put my lab coat on. And again, we're just going to get a taste. Now squeeze in. You don't have to each have one seat because you guys don't need one seat. Some of us do, but you guys don't. There's some space in here. Here's some space over here. Can you guys slide down a little bit? Squeeze. That's great. There you go, girls. You can sit right there. Oh, thank you, Josh. You guys can slide down a little bit. Colin, you want to sit? You good? All right. So what are some symbols of the Holy Spirit? Some symbols that we find in Scripture of the Holy Spirit. Anybody? Fire. Fire. What else? The dove, the dove descending. And wind, those three. Now, they're pretty all-encompassing, especially wind. The air is all around us, and that's the one that we're going to focus on today. We're going to talk about the Spirit as being the wind or as being the air and show just what some of the properties are of air and why the Bible uses that as one of the comparisons of the Spirit. In Hebrew, the word for spirit is ruach. Can you say that? Ruach. Yeah, that's very good. That is good Hebrew. It's not good Hebrew till you spit. All right. In Greek, the word for spirit is pneumos. That was not. That was weak. Let's try it again. In Greek, the word for spirit is pneumos. And it's where we get the word pneumonia, all right? Because that has to do with breathing. It has to do with breathing. Today, we're going to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to learn three new words other than ruach and, you like that, and pneumos. The word in Greek for uh, power is dunamis. Can you say dunamis? dunamis? And it's where we get our word dynamite. dynamite. We don't have any dynamite up here, though. 
We don't need any dynamite, all right? We don't need any dynamite. The first thing that we're going to do is we're going to take a look at these two suction cups, all right? They're very simple, all right? And if we put them together, the air that's on the outside is the same as the air that's on the inside, right? But what if we get rid of the air that's on the inside? I'm going to squeeze these together and push all the air out. So there's no air on the inside, or very, very little, and there's lots of air on the outside. You can see that they stick together. And why are they sticking together? Do you know? Magnets. Yeah, you might think so, but there are no magnets. Yes. I did push really hard, but what is holding them together? The air on the outside. All right, Quinn, grab a hold of those. Put your fingers through there. Come on up front here where we have a little bit more space. All right, let's see if we can pull those apart. Go ahead, pull. They're not coming apart. So now what do I do? I have to get these apart. It's the air in this room that is holding them together. Everybody says it's the suction on the inside. Well, the suction, the vacuum is weak. It's the outside that's stronger. The air is stronger because I've gotten rid of that air. Well, there's these little tabs on the side, and I can bend one and cause the air to go in. It becomes equal. They fall right apart. As soon as I get rid of the air, like that, the air in this room holds them together. Well, we're going to do something with the air in this room. I have a can, and I'm going to take the lid off. And I'm going to put a little bit of water in the can. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to leave the lid off, start my burner. And I'm going to heat the water that is in the can. Now, when things get heated, when air gets heated, does anybody know what it does? Do you know what a hot air balloon does? It goes up. Why does it go up? Why does the hot air balloon go up? It might pop, yeah, but uh, I don't think so. It usually won't. It usually won't. Yes? It's not because it evaporates. It's because the air expands. And when something expands, it becomes lighter. So what we're doing with the air in the can is we're expanding it. And what we're actually doing is we're getting rid of some of the air in the can. We're using the heat and the water that's in the bottom of the can to heat the air that's in the can. And you can't see it. You'll see some steam coming out of there in a couple of seconds. But, whoa, you can feel it. There's a lot of hot air coming out of that mouth of that can. We're heating the air so that it expands and some of the air is coming out. While that air is out we're going to close the can. We're going to trap that less air in the can. And then we're going to let it cool and we're going to see what happens. Can you see the steam coming out? All right, let me try to look in here carefully. The water is boiling. We're going to let it boil just a little bit more. And then we're going to All right, I think that's probably pretty good.
All right, we're going to put that on really tight. Now, what's going to happen is, as the air cools, it's going to shrink. It's going to contract. And the air in this room, the air that is just all around us right now, is going to crush that can. You believe me? <laughs> we might have to speed it up just a little bit. I brought some water along to help cool the can, but the water is not going to crush the can. It's going to be the air in... You probably, with your hands, couldn't crush this can. It's a pretty sturdy can. Plus, it's really hot right now. You wouldn't want to touch it. But um, you probably aren't strong enough to crush the can like that. It's going to get crushed even more. It's the air in this room that is doing that. And you think, you know, I'd like to try this at home. Well, maybe you would. I'm going to show you how you can. Let me just lie that down there a little bit. We're going to show you how you can do this at home with parental help. Yeah, you can't do this on your own. Oh, look at that. There it goes. What do you think? The air in this room. Do you believe that? That's how powerful the spirit is. The spirit has lots of power. All right, I brought some ice. All right, I'm going to show you how you can do this at home with a soda can. You can do this with a, the burner of a stove. Parents, you can do this with a burner of a stove, not kids. No, I'm sorry. It's too dangerous. Put a little bit of water in. Soda can. I'm going to use a burner. Same thing, right? I'm going to heat the can, heat the air in the can. The water on the bottom is going to start to boil a little bit. And then I'm going to turn the can upside down in the ice water. It's going to do two things. It's going to seal the mouth of the, the can, and it's going to cool the air in the can. And watch what happens. You ready? Did I get water on you? Good. That's why you're sitting in the front row. Yeah. All right. So you can see that it will crush the can. The air will do the exact same thing. Now, there's a lot of strength in air. I have this container with a screen lid. I'm just going to pour some water in here. I'm going to put this card on top like this. Turn it upside down. And the air holds that card. And the interesting thing is when I take that off, the air is still holding the water in that container. If I turn it and allow the air to go in, watch what happens. Then the water comes out. So again, tremendous strength in the air, tremendous power. Look at our can, folks. 
it has really gotten crushed. All right, we're going to do my favorite experiment ever that has to do with air. Some of you have seen this before. I have a milk bottle, and I, whoops, and I have a hard-boiled egg. And you can see that the hard-boiled egg does not fit in the bottle, right? It's not going to fit. It's just too big. All right? But we're going to get the egg to go in the bottle. And in order to do that, we're going to use the air in this room. And we're going to use the air in this room to push the egg in the bottle. Okay? You ready? I'm going to use a piece of newspaper. And I'm going to make just a little piece of paper like this. I have a candle here because I'm going to have to burn this. I have to heat the air in that bottle so that the air expands. going to watch the air expands. Now, you're going to be able to see the air expand this time. With the can, you saw some steam come out. I could feel it. But you're going to be able to watch the air come out because it's going to do something to the egg as it's expanding. After the air has expanded, the fire is going to go out and the air is going to cool. There's going to be less pressure on inside the bottle, less air, and the air in this room, the air that is around us all now, just like the spirit is all around us, is going to push the egg into the bottle. Are you ready? Okay, watch closely. Oop. <laughs> the air in this room pushed the egg into the bottle. Just like the spirit is all around us, the spirit is all powerful, the air in this room also is powerful and pushed it into. How do you get it out? That's a very good question. There's only one way to get it out, and that is to push it out. A couple different ways. You can go in, you can put this bottle into a refrigerator, all right? and wait for about an hour. You put it in the refrigerator upside down so that the egg is like that in the neck of the bottle, and you get it really cold. And then you bring it out of the refrigerator and let the air in here heat up. And what's going to happen when it heats up? It's going to expand, and it'll push the egg out. But that takes like an hour to do. The other way is to blow into the bottle and put more air in there so that it pushes the egg out. So I just have to hold it up like this, and blow. Do you think uh, you have to make sure you have the egg right side up, or <laughs> it get, doesn't get? It's not pretty. It's not pretty anyway. But <laughs> all right, ready? <laughs> Actually, the easiest way to do it is to get another bottle. Would you like to see it again? Yeah. I, I want to do it again. So, you know, everybody likes this experiment because it's so cool. Now, this, this egg is really kind of 
grody. So we're going to use a different egg. A clean egg, that's right. We'll try this one. Again, the egg does not fit. No, I'm, I'm going to do it because it involves flame, all right? <laughs> okay, watch closely. And again, watch what the egg does as the air expands on the inside. That's a real key to how this works. Lots and lots of power there. Um, Now, I want you to remember that the air in this room did not change. The whole time we were doing all these experiments, the air... Hey, guys, if you're going to be up on the front, you have to sit and watch what we're doing, okay? Or otherwise, you have to go back with your moms and dads, okay? All right, cool. The uh, air in this room did not change. The spirit doesn't change. The spirit is constant, but uh, it's... It's us who changes, us who either receives it or who doesn't receive it. And even though the Spirit is so amazing and so powerful, we can say, no, thank you. I don't want you, Spirit. I don't want you. The Spirit only goes where it is wanted. When I was a principal at an elementary school, after morning announcements, every day I used to say, make it a great day or not, the choice is yours. And it's our choice. Just like it's our choice to have a good day or not, it's our choice whether or not we receive the Holy Spirit. I want to read some scripture. This is Jesus talking. Now, I am going to him who sent me, yet none of you ask me, where are you going? Because I have said these things, you are filled with grief. But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I am going away. Why was it good that Jesus was going away? Do you think the disciples wanted to believe that? That it was good that Jesus was going away? They were heartbroken. They didn't want to say goodbye to Jesus. But Jesus knew that while he was here on this earth, how many places could he be in at one time? Yeah, he could only be in one place at one time. How many places can the Spirit be in at one time? Yeah, absolutely. The Spirit is not limited. In fact, that's what Jesus says. He says, unless I go away, the Counselor, another name for the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And that's exactly, of course, what he did. So the first word that we want to know about the Holy Spirit is omnipotent. Can you say omnipotent? Omnipotent Omnipotent means all-powerful. Omnipotent, all-powerful. The next word we're going to learn is omniscient. Can you say omniscient? Omniscient Omniscient means all-knowing, all-knowing. The Holy Spirit knows everything, including what's best for us. Um, Therefore, the Holy Spirit can be all things for all people. The Holy Spirit can be a convictor of our sin when we need it to be, a revealer of truth when we need it to be, and a comforter. Debbie, I think you mentioned comforter uh, earlier, and that's a really important role. The Holy Spirit can be a helper, can direct us, can appoint us for certain jobs and so on. And here's a passage from 1 Corinthians. But God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except a man's spirit within him? In the same way, 
No one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. That's from 1 Corinthians 2. Well, what does it mean that the Holy Spirit is our comforter? Provides comfort when we need it. The Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is omniscient, say omniscient. The Spirit knows all things. The Spirit knows what to be for us and knows when we need to be comforted. On the earth, we are protected by a blanket of air. Do you know what that blanket of air is called? It is called air, yes. It's called the atmosphere. It is called the atmosphere, and it includes some clouds in the atmosphere too. Um, Did you know that clouds would never form if the air were perfectly clean? You know, you see these nice fluffy white clouds, and they look awesome, right? They look like they're so clean. And when you're up in an airplane and you fly through the clouds, you think, well, these are just pristine. They're just beautiful. But if there wasn't any dust or dirt, those clouds would never form. And we're going to make a cloud today. I have a flask. And I have some water in here that I put in this morning. So the air in here is very moist, okay? It's like 100% humidity in here. But I've got to put a little bit of dirt in this flask in order to make a cloud. We have several ingredients that we need. And to do that, I'm going to put a little bit of smoke in the the, uh, cloud chamber. There we go. We'll let that burn a little bit, get it smoking. All right, that's all we need, just a little bit. And I'm going to put that lid on there nice and tight. And then I need a volunteer. (laughs) All right, let's see. Uh, Colton, come on up here. Whoop, I don't want that strap sticking up there. All right, are you comfortable with those? Yeah. All right. The other ingredient that we need to do is we need to decrease the pressure in this flask, all right? And to do that, we're going to first increase it. And we're going to increase it with a bicycle pump. Take the little cap off of here. Connect the bicycle pump. All right. Do you know how to work a bicycle pump? Yeah. Good. All right, and I'm going to use the landing net to catch the cork because it would probably hit the ceiling. I'm going to make sure that it's on nice and tight. All right, Colton, we're ready for you. Put your feet on there and pump away. Okay, keep going. Now, you have to watch. Did you see the cloud form in there? You can stop now, Colton. All right. I think we need to put the cork on a little tighter. And we'll build up the pressure a little bit more and make a nicer cloud. That one's okay. But we want Colton to work a little bit more. All right. Now watch the cloud disappear when he starts to uh, pump. Go ahead. There, see that? The pressure is causing the cloud to go away. And let's see what happens. Form the cloud. You can stop. As soon as the cork comes off, you're done. All right. I'm going to try one more time. I think I need to get a new cork because we used to be able to have that stay in there quite a bit. I probably need a mallet to really push that cork on there. 
All right, I think that's pretty good. Let's try it one more time, Colton. Are you getting tired? Okay, good. All right, watch the cloud disappear as the pressure increases, and then it'll come back as the pressure decreases. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Okay, that's really a good cloud. Now, next thing we're going to do, just for fun, is we're going to do it without the net. We're going to see where the cork goes, all right? Just because it's fun to do. All right, here we go. Ready? You okay, Colton? Yep. Okay. Here it goes. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Thanks, Colton. Thank you. Thank you very much. Fuel. <laughs> All right, the point, the, the point that I want to make is that the Holy Spirit couldn't comfort us if there weren't a problem, if there weren't a need for that comfort to be issued from the Holy Spirit. You know, the clouds form around microscopic particles of dust and dirt, maybe even salt crystals. All those things are called condensation nuclei. And that's what the water vapor condenses around and forms the clouds when the conditions are right. But, you know, the problems that we experience sometimes seem a lot bigger than condensation nuclei, which are microscopic. The problems that we experience are sometimes just so amazing we don't know how we're going to uh, get through them, how we're going to be able to deal with them. But the Holy Spirit is that powerful. The Holy Spirit can provide that much comfort. Um, you know, after all, we don't need to be comforted when everything is going right. So that was, that was the word omniscient. Say omniscient again. Omniscient. That means all-knowing. Omnipotent means all-powerful. Say omnipotent. omnipotent. And omnipresent. omnipresent. Omnipresent means in all places at all times. You have a question? all things. Right. Right. Good. You made that connection. That's excellent. He asked what an omnivore means. If an omnivore means you eat all things, if you couldn't hear that. Um, You know, it's hard for us to understand how the Spirit can be in all places at all times. Uh, We know that Jesus couldn't be in all places at all times. Uh, But just because we can't see something doesn't mean it doesn't exist. We can't see the air in this room, but we've already found out this morning that it does exist. There are many things in our world that scientists don't understand, and there are many things about God that we don't understand. And we could say that the Holy Spirit goes where it is needed, but it would be more accurate, as I said earlier, to say that the Holy Spirit goes where it is wanted. Well, how is this possible? There are just some things that we can't explain. Psalm 139 says, "'Where can I go from your spirit?' Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. So we want to talk about uh, the Holy Spirit, the aspect of the Holy Spirit being in all places at all times. And in order to do that, we have one last experiment. 
going to light a candle. And I think I'm going to try this. I'm going to put the candle on this stand. And this is something that you can do at home, too. And you don't even need parental help for too much of it, except for maybe the using a, a sharp knife or something like that to, to make this. You take a box, you put a hole on the one end, and you cut the other end off and duct tape some plastic on it. And what I did was I just put a part of a shower curtain on there. Uh, it's, if, if it's a little thicker, it works better. All right, let's watch what happens when I line up my air cannon, which is what this is, with the candle. All right, ready? Did you see the air go across there and put that candle out? No, I didn't either. Let's see if we can stand back a little bit further and try it again. All right. Let's stand right about here, see if we can do it. You ready? Am I lined up, Hannah? Pretty good? What do you think? This way? Is that good? Well, it moved. Well, not really. I must not be quite lined up. <laughs> All right. Not going to work. Oh, I just have to get a little closer, I guess. But you guys can feel this. Can you feel it when I do it? I can see your clothing move. Feel that? Let me stand over here. Can you feel? What do you think? All right. Wouldn't it be cool if you could see the air coming out of here? Well, that's what we're going to try to do. In just about another minute, I'm going to fill this box with fog, and you'll be able to see the air. Now, we can't see the spirit. We really can't see it. The Spirit is a mystery to us. There's a lot about it. But let's uh, fill this up and see what we can do. should be ready in just a couple seconds. And we'll be able to watch that. It's not hot yet. I'm going to move this out. All right. I apologize for the wait time here. I misjudged the time a little bit. But as soon as the green light goes on, we'll be able to fill this up with some uh, fog. So let's review the three words that we learned today. All right, omnipotent. omnipotent. You remember what omnipotent means? Uh, all, all something, that's right. <laughs> all powerful. All powerful. All powerful. Omniscient means all thinking, all knowing, all knowing, and omnipresent in all places, everywhere. Did the green light go on? No, not yet. Okay. We do have the fire extinguisher right up here, just in case. 
Did it go on? No. It's getting there. This is the big finish, so I'm really sorry that you're having to wait for this. <laughs> yes, I know. I should have turned it on a while ago, but I was afraid it would fill up the whole room with fog, so. That would be okay. That would be okay, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I practiced this at home last night, and it worked a lot faster, of course. All right. It's getting there. This is a fog machine, and it is a, there's a mixture of water and glycerin that goes in here, and the machine heats it up in a little heater in there and makes fog. And if you want the fog to stay on the ground, you fill this chamber up with ice cubes so that it makes them cold, the air heavier, and sinks to the ground. But we haven't blown a fuse or anything. Did it blink? Or maybe that was the light reflection. You're doing the Jeopardy theme song for us. All right, it smells like it's getting a little bit. There we go. All right, here we go. All right, we'll fill it up with some fog. That's fog. All right, are you ready? All right, here we go. All right, very good. Now, did you picture did you picture the air coming out looking like that? Looking like that ring going across there? Yeah, I didn't picture it like that either until the first time I did that experiment. The Holy Spirit is amazing. The Holy Spirit is omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent, all of those things, all-powerful, all-knowing, and everywhere. Yes? <laughs> I don't know because my daughter gave it to me for my birthday one year. That was a great birthday present. All right. Uh, at a Halloween store, I believe. All right. So, boys and girls, boys and girls, if I could have your attention. All right. Let's keep in mind that the Holy Spirit is an aspect of God that we need to think about. We need to, we need to study the Spirit. We need to really focus on the Spirit. And certainly not to ignore God or Jesus, the other parts of the Trinity. But we have to give the Holy Spirit more equal time than it's had in the past. Because the Holy Spirit is the part of the Trinity, the part of God that Jesus sent to be with us now that he can't be here. And the Holy Spirit is with us all the time. Yes, Rosalina. 
you really can't. It's pretty hard to catch it. It's pretty difficult to catch it. All right, let's close with prayer, and uh, let's remember that as we go, as we, and as we enter into Love Feast this afternoon also, the Spirit continues to be with us, to guide us, and to reveal all truth to us. Father God, we thank you for your Spirit. We're sorry that we have ignored the Spirit many times. We haven't focused on the Spirit, and yet it's the Spirit that is with us all the time, can be with us with every step that we take. Father, we pray for your Spirit to be indwelling us and filling us so that we could tap into all of those resources, all of those gifts, and all of that power that is available for us. We read about the Spirit in the book of Acts, the amazing things that the Spirit did. And Father, we just pray that your church would be able to recapture that same power again, that we would be able to just tap into that power We thank you, Father, for the gifts of the Spirit. We thank you for the examples that we use today of science in your creation to just get a glimpse of what the Spirit is all about. We pray that we would be able to live a life that would truly glorify you. And in order to do that, we need help. And so we ask for the help of your Spirit as we close today. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Receive the benediction. And now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. Depart in peace. Amen. Thank you, boys and girls. Did a great job of listening.